Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Welcome. You're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. My name is Promise, and we are so glad you could join us. Before we get into the Word, let's open up in prayer. Lord, I thank you for today, Lord. Thank you for providing for our every needs and showing us your path, Lord, and your ways so that we may learn from you, Lord, and be like you and be your children. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. So glad to have you with us as we continue our study in First Thessalonians. And we are in chapter 2, moving forward to cover verses 13 through 20. So, could I get a volunteer to read that section of scripture, please? I will. All right, Layla. For this reason, we also thank God without ceasing, because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you welcomed it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which also effectively works in you who believe. For you, brethren, become imitators of the churches of God, which are in Judea and Christ Jesus. For you also suffered the same things from your own countrymen, just as they did from the Judeans, who killed both the Lord Jesus and their own prophets and have persecuted us. And they do not please God and are contrary to all men, forbidding us to speak to the Gentiles that they may be saved, so as always to fill up the measure of their sins. But wrath has come upon them to the uttermost. But we, brethren, having been taken away from you for a short time in presence, not in heart, endeavored more eagerly to see your face with great desire. Therefore we wanted to come to you, even I, Paul, time and again, but Satan hindered us. For what is our hope, or joy, or crown of rejoicing? Is it not even you in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming? For you are our glory and joy. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. All right. So the floor is open to give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and ask any questions that you have. So who'd like to begin? I would. All right, Layla. Okay, so first I want to examine um, verses 13 through 16. And looking at Paul for just a second, the Holy Spirit gives us an opportunity or prompts us again um, not to become distracted with external factors or um, by people as to disqualify ourselves from doing the work of God. Um, Because look at Paul he could have been distracted and dissuaded from pursuing the Lord because people were persecuting him they were chasing him all over kingdom come trying to physically end his life Paul could have found reasonable justification for him quitting and to throw in the towel but instead of doing so he pressed into the Lord and he continued to do the work even though his flesh may have been going just quit Paul his mind could have been going just quit Paul there's there's no reason for you to continue and the adversary himself just quit Paul you just let go there's no point and there's no purpose in you continuing but he pressed into the Lord instead of pressing into his flesh because nothing good comes of the flesh those who sow in the flesh of the flesh reap corruption but those who sow in the spirit of the spirit reap life okay so then looking at 17 through 20 there is a warning and there is encouragement even though that's 
short and it doesn't look like there's much to it. And the warning, again, is, is against growing lackadaisical in our walk with the Lord because it looks like nothing's happening and it looks like nothing's changed, right? A uh, pool of quicksand looks like wet beach sand, except it's in when, you know, something steps into it is death and disaster. It looks the same on the surface, but it's different. Uh, they're two different, um, you know, objects, two different things. So softfulness in doing the Lord's work is no different. I mean, the devil wants you to believe that there's no difference, that your obedience is making no difference. It's not changing anything. That it's always going to be this, 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 that, or the other. You're always going to be in debt. You're always going to experience sickness. There's no reason to continue in faith. No reason to believe God. No reason to trust him. The devil tried it with the Thessalonians. There was no reason for them to steadfast. And that is a lie straight from Sheol. Because there is a purpose. And he knows that if he can dissuade you, you'll miss out on inheriting the blessing and the prize of finishing the work. Um... I don't quite remember off the top of my head which book it is, but Paul, when he's giving his valedictory, um, when it was getting close to him to put off his natural tent, he said, finally, there was laid up for me that crown of righteousness. Finally, there is a prize worth that I can um, reap and inherit because of what I've sown while I was here on the earth. So the adversary knows that the there is a prize there, but he wants you to believe and he's trying to get to you as soon as he can so that you don't see that there is a prize, that you don't see the purpose and the point of continuing with the Lord. And the encouraging part is knowing that the adversary isn't just a, attacking you just because he only does it to the people he hates when let me see. It's John 15, 18 through 22. Jesus is telling his disciples that um, the adversary was coming that was going to bring up trouble against them because he hated Jesus. And because the adversary hates Jesus, he also hates all who love Jesus. So if you're seeing those trials and tribulations, take heart. It's nothing to go, oh, woe is me. You should be encouraged because he's only coming after the ones who are doing the will of the Lord. That's going to stop him from doing what he wants to do. So going back to Paul for just a second, Paul was encouraged when he saw the tribulation. No, his flesh didn't like it. He didn't like being whipped or stoned, but he saw past what was look, staring him in the face to go, okay, I know my father will be pleased. And that's, um, worth all the effort and the point of us doing Thessalonians is to learn how to stand not stand in the perfect environment in a vacuum bubble and a greenhouse but to stand in the middle of fierce battle and be able to conduct war and I don't mean to stand like paralyzed with fear but you're able to do the work when it's necessary in the worst imaginable environment because we don't live in the perfect environment there isn't the perfect situation and it just doesn't work that way so we have to be ready in season and out of season and you can't be ready out of season if you're not even ready in season so it's time to prepare mm -hmm. amen um i think it's really important that we remember to look back on what the Lord has done. I think I mentioned in the last episode that I can see Paul as a parent talking to his children that he has brought forth with, of course, obviously the Lord's help, but 
you know, letting them know things that are not plainly evident so that they can be encouraged and they can value and highly esteem the investment that the Lord has made in them, but also that Paul and the other ministers made in them as well. But when we look at this section, um, verse 13 through 20, um, especially verse, oh, 13 through 16, you see him, you know, going into more detail about their journey to get there, but also remembering, reminding them how they came into the earth. It's kind of like telling the story of their birth, if you will. And it's something that everybody acknowledges, yeah, it happened, but sometimes the details, especially the supernatural ones, get lost in the the process of working to move forward and remembering the Lord, even in the little things is encouraging to us and it can help bring a fresh wind of um, inspiration, a um, little bit of some encouragement, but fire and also stabilizing our focus and our direction when we hear about what the Lord did when we came into the earth. And so obviously in this context, we're talking about their spiritual birth and how it was such a dynamic move of God. But, you know, over time, those details fade. So for Paul, it's encouraging for him to remember what the Lord did. And it's encouraging for him because he would, he would have been the full grown adult spiritually monitoring and reviewing the situation to share um, his perspective of the events or like how he remembers it, if you will, so that, um, or the information that the Holy Spirit has inspired and shared with him as the pertinent details so that they can get the encouragement that they need from it, but also the, the focus, because there are times where you're walking and you're like, Lord, I've been walking for a long time. And it seems like that was a long time ago that, you know, X, Y, and Z happened. But right now I'm seeing, you know, just, dusty winds, the sands blowing by, nothing but tumbleweeds. And you start to wonder about what's the continuation of this. Is there ever, is there an end? Is there a goal to this? Is there a reason to continue in the journey? And maybe you haven't, you know, full on said, never mind, God, I'm turning around. But you know, you start to kind of waver just a little bit on Lord, you know, the, the gusto or the vigor to go forward or your willingness to continue in, you know, full on strength, just because it looks like there's nothing there. Or like a, a John the Baptist moment, right? Where he says, uh, are, are, you, the are you the one or, or should we look for another? Right. Should we look for another? Like have, in other words, he's questioning, like, have I wasted my life and look at the position I'm in? And mm-hmm. right, I mean, just, that, that happens. It, it does. And it's, it's sometimes it's like, you know, Lord, we've been walking and we've been fighting. We've been praying. We've been fasting. We've been journeying with you. And it's still the same tumbleweeds that we saw <laughs> 10 years ago. That's the, as a matter of fact, is that the same one? You know, and we, not because we don't love God, we're just getting tired in that journey in the process. But coming back to remember and having um, the Apostle Paul remind them of their coming into the earth and how important they were to God, that mm-hmm. God would send Paul and send him through all this to endure so he could make it there to preach to them. And also, you know, he touches on um, verse uh, 17 and 18, 
that he wants to see them, you know, Amen. for children, you know, you like, did you leave? Am I important to you, dad? You know, do you still care about me, mom? Are you going to come and help? I saw you visiting my sisters and or my brothers, but you didn't come here to visit. And so even him explaining that, like the reason I haven't come is not because I don't love you. It's just because the adversary has been in the way and we've been fighting on that front as well. But you are so important and you are important to God first and foremost, but you are a blessing to our lives. So even that, the parental aspect that we see him pouring out that that love and compassion from the, the heavenly father, because God knows where we are mm-hmm. and he knows the things that we need to hear to help us go just a little bit further. And, you know, there's there's nothing like your parents telling you how much they love you and how important you are and how special you are and showing you things that aren't readily evident to the natural eye so that you can get some encouragement behind it. And I just, you know, I appreciate the Holy Spirit. I understand that Paul was their spiritual father and the other um, ministers that were with them were also participating in that bringing forth of that body of believers in Thessalonica. But the loving compassion of our Heavenly Father to go, this is what you need right now. I'm going to inspire these words, give some insight to where you are that you need to hear that you're just as important and that you are loved so that you can continue on in the journey. I just appreciate that compassion from the Lord. Well, I would like to bring our attention to up a couple verses. And the Lord was reminding mommy, you brought up about how, and Layla, about how that Paul had to constantly be on guard and also that he was he explained to the Thessalonians or Thessalonians that the reason why he did he didn't come wasn't because he didn't love them it was because of the adversary that he was getting in the way mm-hmm. and also going up a couple verses you see Paul's talking about persecution yes and the Lord was reminding me of how with that, he's also warning them to keep guard. Mm-hmm. And I believe it's the other book of Thessalonians where it talks about how that some men came in by trickery to lead away others inside of the faith. And mm-hmm. I've seen this especially inside my own life. I would take this to heart very much and be suspicious of everybody almost. Mm-hmm. And as a result, I was prejudging them based on what I thought about them rather than what God was saying. Mm-hmm. And you, one lesson that we can draw from here is that God wants us to be able to go to him for everything and that we shouldn't be trying to scotch people off by what we think. You mean scratch? Yes. Scotch is another word, though. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. We'll continue, sir. Okay. And we can see throughout this entire section, we read throughout this entire section that talking about their growth and how they they shouldn't allow the adversary to hinder their growth. And the Lord was reminding me that it's more than just the devil who's hindering our growth. It's more so about our heart condition. And going back to what I used to think, the Lord was reminding me of how because of that, whenever somebody spoke, I always questioned whether or not they were telling the truth. 
And most times, I automatically assume that they're lying. And so even if it was the Holy Spirit speaking, I didn't receive it at the moment because of my mindset. Hmm. And, and is it mindset so much as attitudes, actions, and behaviors? As in what's in your heart, what you were engaging in? Because oftentimes that clouds us, right? Yes. It, it dulls or diminishes the way we view or interpret things and our and our ability to hear what the Lord is saying. Right? Yes. So uh, I'll say it in this way. I, I love that you, you brought that up because he's encouraging them while saying he loves them. He's also excited to hear how they are functioning in the Lord, that they are standing, right? Yes. But let's also recognize this concerning the adversary. And this is why it's so important for us to, to grow and to get to that place where, as the Lord has called us and led us through this process, and we're still going through it, of standing firm for the Lord, right? Because this isn't the only place that was required to stand. We can look at Philippians. In chapter 1, starting in verse 27, it says, Only let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel, and not in any way terrified by your adversaries, which is to them a proof of perdition, but to you of salvation, and that from God. Actually, uh, I'll continue reading until verse 30. For to you it has been granted on behalf of Christ, not only to believe in him, but also suffer for his sake, having the same conflict which you saw in me and now hear in me. So you see those exact principles, right? Paul demonstrated as a parent. And they are now carrying that forward in their own lives. They've been prepared. They know the Lord's voice. They know how to move forward in him because they've been taught not just about the Lord, but how to move forward in the Lord, how to receive it fully. And he, even though he is unable to make it to them, and you, right, this is now a second example of the same thing that's happening. He desires to see them, but he's unable to, to attend because the adversary has prevented him from visiting, right? Yes. But he is still encouraged, just like a parent would be towards their own child, that they are still moving forward, exemplifying what has been poured into them. Yes, Dad. Yes, Dad. So, is that not the same way concerning us and the Lord? Yes. Yes. Now, the Lord never leaves us or forsakes us. But even those that have sown in or poured into our lives helped make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Is that not also, uh, whether they are able to come and see us again or not, that we continue to stand and move forward? We remain, if you will, in the fight. And, and by the fight, I mean 
the battle, the war, the conflict for the Lord. Yes. Standing firm. And that's an encouraging thing. It, mm-hmm. it, it would be defeating if, if someone immediately gave up. It would be, and by defeating, I mean disheartening. If you heard, oh, wait, as soon as, as soon as Paul left, they just gave up and they all went back to what they were doing. Right? Yes, sir. Now, you also read about that in Scripture, and Paul addresses that with people. Right? Why are you doing engaging in these behaviors? This is the opposite of what you were taught and what you learned. And this mm-hmm. isn't even done amongst the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. Right? There's, yes. there's a correction, same parent to a child. But then there are children that are disobedient and need to be corrected. Right? Admonished. Yes, so... For us, let's ensure that, yeah, we're remembering the, the Lord, even in the little things, but remembering, so just like David, we can continue to press on and move forward, use it as a strength and a source of encouragement to continue on in what the Lord's called us to do. Amen? Amen. All right, well, let's pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close this out in prayer, please? I will. All right, I promise. Lord, I thank you for today for... Providing us, providing for us an example, Lord, and that your son, Jesus Christ, Lord, died for our sins, Lord, and that we're able to be forgiven. And Lord, I also thank you for blessing us abundantly above them, that what we ask you for, Lord, and showing us how we should walk according to your word, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' amen. mighty name, amen. And amen. We love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.